1: At LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Getting you ready for
0: the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Sunday on vSAN, the sports betting network.
3: Hour number two underway here from the South Point Hotel and Casino. It is Point Spread Sunday here on vSAN, Sports betting network week six in the National Football League. Femi and Bebefe, Mike Pritchard here with you to get you ready to make your picks. Dolphins, Jaguars in London kicking off in 30 minutes. Also in 30 minutes, Nate Jacobson of Stadium will be joining us to break down all things Packers, Bears. So stick around for that one. Excited to talk to Nate about that game. But the time has arrived. Pritch, (laughs) time to give our picks. Now, we always joke that my plate is always full. I go through the buffet line. I like to grab everything. But this week, a little more selective. Okay. We're a little more selective. I have six plays as opposed to my usual eight or nine. (laughs) Okay. A little bit more selective. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit more selective. You have a few plays. We'll start with yours, as always. So, Pritch, what do you like here in week number six?
4: Well, I started out with, uh, in in my playbook, I got a couple teasers that I'm pretty high on, Mm -hmm. um, feeling pretty confident about. I I teased up the Raiders. I got them at plus 10, uh, paired them up with the Chargers uh, at plus eight and a half. Uh, the reason why a lot has been made about the Raiders, a lot of noise. Uh, but I could imagine what the fellas are feeling right now in terms of what happened to Coach Gruden. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a get-better league, but it's also let us prove him wrong league. Uh, and if you have a rallying point, and if you can come become united as a group of professional athletes, uh, it, that means your focus becomes more acute. And so off the field, I get it. It's a mess. But on the field is our utopia. Yep. You know, And so maybe they can create that. But I needed the points. Uh, I was not going uh, to to not tease the Raiders. So I, I'm comfortable with the points at 10. Uh, and then the Chargers, they're one of the best teams in football right now. But yet, they are playing another hot team. And so uh, I took the points to save play right there with that teaser. And then my other teaser, I got the Rams down to three. Uh, and the Packers at a pick. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Matthew Stafford going up against the Giants team that's depleted. And void of playmakers, so good opportunity right there on a teaser. Uh, the one play that I am concerned about the Vikings. Uh, I did get them at a point and a half. I think it went down to one, and now I'm seeing it's up to two though. Yeah, uh, I'm even seeing some two and a yeah. yeah,
3: two and a half is a consensus line now. So I was concerned, but now I'm maybe
4: not. That was doing good, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey runs CMC. is not going to be there. That's yep. a big part, and I'm seeing a regression too. Um, with Sam Darnold. Uh, Sam Darnold cannot be the Jets' Sam Darnold. He's got to be the Panthers' Sam Darnold, the reason why they traded for him. So I I don't know if he has a conflict going on trying to do too much, Uh, but I I need to see him settle down as a quarterback at the Panthers' Uh, and get away from the bad habits that he had up there in new york he might not
3: be that good <laughs> that too <laughs> that too that's, that's my thing. that's a good sam point <laughs> the Jets sam Darnold, panthers sam Darnold. we might just call him sam sure uh, and, and that's i'm in lockstep <laughs> with you in that one in charlotte uh we'll get to my picks here as six of them you have a couple teasers i have a couple teasers as well here in week number six one carrying over from thursday night football so i bet the buccaneers minus six and a half but i also tease mm-hmm. them down to minus one as well. So the minus six and a half obviously didn't get home. I don't want to get into all that transpired Hmm. for the Eagles to cover in that game. It's still a sore spot, but we're getting it back here Sunday. Uh, So I have bucks minus one paired with chargers plus eight and a half. Loved the chargers as a teaser leg this week. Now I'm a little scared that they seem like the trendy dog. I mentioned the betting splits in the first hour, Right, 85% of the bets on the chargers in this game. Usually when everyone's lining up to bet an underdog, it usually means that the sure. favorite is probably the right side. So teasing them, I think I'll be safe, getting them over a touchdown and to eight and a half, but you never know how this game will play. Right. It should be a higher scoring game. Uh, we'll be exciting between Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert. My other teaser is chiefs down to one and the Rams down to two. I really like this Kansas city team in this spot. It feels similar to when they went to Philadelphia and played the Eagles and they were laying a touchdown in that game. Everybody, nobody wanted anything to do with them. There's like this chiefs team. The defense is bad. So I didn't want to lay the points because <laughs> yeah. the defense still, I'm still scared, but I don't see them losing this game to Taylor Heineke. Okay. The, the football team have a plethora of wide receiver injuries. Injured on the offensive line. Brandon Sheriff is out. Sam Cosme is out for Washington. Uh, Terry McCorn hurt his hamstring on Friday, but Mm -hmm. he is expected to play. But the Kansas City Chiefs are just the better team. Give me Patrick Mahomes. Give me Andy Reid. Tyreek Hill is expected to play as well in this game. So I like Kansas City in the spot, as do I like the Rams as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're just a really good team. Extra rest coming off the win in Seattle, having to fly across the country in the early window, never uh, a great spot for a West Coast team. But I think that they'll be well prepared, and the Giants, they're getting guys back from injuries, but I don't think they can compete with the Rams' offense that we've seen thus far throughout the season. The London game that's kicking off in about less than 30 minutes, I'm on Dolphins minus three. Don't feel good about it, <laughs> especially after what we saw from the inactives list. Not only is Xavier Howard out for the Dolphins, but also Byron Jones, their other star cornerback. So their two boundary cornerbacks are out. They're missing Devontae Parker and Preston Williams as the wide receivers. They're missing Adam Shaheen. I should have known that something was up when I kept seeing this line come down. I saw three and I was like, what are we doing, guys? This is the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I bet it. We'll see how it all unfolds. Uh, I still think that uh, Matt, our producer, made the great point that in these London games, coaching matters so much how you prepare your team going overseas. And from what we've seen of Urban Meyer, no. (laughs) Give me the other (laughs) side. So we'll see how that plays out. Dolphins minus three. I'm on the Lions plus three and a half. Okay. I'm not sold on Cincinnati. I really don't think that this is a good team. Uh, I bet them week one against the Minnesota Vikings. That worked out for me. But this is the team that they were. That we saw steam coming in on them against the Chicago Bears in week two. Chicago outclassed them. Mm-hmm. This is the Chicago Bears led by Matt Nagy at last check. <laughs> yes. and, and, and they won that game. I mean, it ended up being close later on. But the Bears, the cover was never in doubt. And we saw last week the Bengals get steamed once again. The Packers should have won that game by a touchdown. Let's be honest. If Aaron Rodgers, hits Devontae Adams in the fourth quarter, he missed him on a touchdown pass and it made it a close game. There was field goal shenanigans that was going on. That was widely reported. But I think that the Packers were clearly the right side in that game. I don't buy this Cincinnati Bengals team. And I really like what I'm seeing from the Detroit Lions. They fight hard. Right. They're, they're banged up, but they do get Trey Flowers back. DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams. Those guys will also be playing in this game as well. And they really want to play for Dan Campbell. We saw him get emotional last week after the Mm -hmm. loss of the Minnesota Vikings. I think this team, they're behind their coach. That crowd is behind this team as well, despite the lack of wins on the field. They win ATS is what really matters. And if I'm getting more than a field goal in this spot, I like this Detroit Lions team against the Cincinnati Bengals team that they're still coached by Zach Taylor and a team coached by Zach Taylor should never be laying more than a field goal on the road. That's just a philosophy that I have in life. Uh, We'll see if that comes (laughs) to fruition here later on today. And another bet, like I mentioned, Vikings minus one, Sam Donald's not good. Let's just just be honest. He's not good. Christian McCaffrey's out Shaq Thompson, their star linebacker. He is also out for a second consecutive game. I think that's a big loss for that defense there. And the, the Vikings as healthy as they've been all season. Anthony bars back in the fold. Their first round pick Christian Dara on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. He's back Thielen and Jefferson are good to go. There was a little bit of a scare early in the week with them on the injury report. They weren't on the report on Friday, Dalvin cook, Alexander Madison. Both those guys are back in the fold as well. And Zimmer is really good again, non-division games. Since he took over the team in 2014, the Minnesota Vikings are covering their 49, 29 and one ats in those games and non-division games i think mike zimmer against an unfamiliar opponent is always a spot that i'm looking to back him i got it at minus one it's now minus two and a half i wouldn't hate it if somebody wanted to tease the panthers up to eight and a half right because i think this is like a vikings by four maybe vikings by seven type of thing but i really like the vikings in this spot if you had to bet it just as a side i'd even lay two and a half to be quite honest mm-hmm. i think that they win this game by a field goal at least and then my final play as in terms of sides Cleveland Browns minus two and a half. Got that one earlier in the week. This is a great spot for this Cleveland team. Uh, they come off that tough loss to the LA chargers. Actually not my final one. I have another one actually on Monday. As well. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> uh, but but Cle- 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 Cleveland's coming off that loss to the Los Angeles chargers. Difficult game could have gone either way. I think they come back home. Now I'm a little scared. Both of their offensive tackles, Jedrick Wills and Jack Conklin, right. probably not going to be playing in this game. So that gives me a little bit of pause now. And we're seeing the line at three and a half. I wouldn't lay three and a half just based off of that. But also Arizona, you look at their side, Kyler Murray's banged up. Rodney Hudson, their setter, who's been so big in their offensive line's improvement. He's out of this game. Uh, as is Chandler Jones, who's dealing with COVID. He's not expected to play head coach, Cliff Kingsbury Mm -hmm. dealing with COVID. He won't be on the sidelines in this game as well. So I think that's a big loss for the Arizona Cardinals. So I like Cleveland only if you can get them under a field goal, or if you can get them at minus three, I still like it there as well. Then my final play is a Monday night special home dog, Tennessee Titans plus six against the Buffalo bills. This is just a sell high spot on a Buffalo team. That looks like the best team in the NFL, but the market knows that right. and And the odds makers know that right. Right. So, This line before the game against the Kansas City Chiefs last Sunday night was three and a half. Mm -hmm. Now it's six. I think we're getting a couple free points here with the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee's also healthy. Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Bud Dupree, all in, all practice. This is the healthiest the Titans have been in quite some time. I like Tennessee in this spot getting six at home, which you can get at the South Point here where we are located. Plus six is still available at the South Point, even at Caesars as well, but I'm seeing some five and a five and a half as a consensus line, but six is really important. At this sure. Point. No, that's Only a, like it at plus.
4: Six. That's a good play because of the fact that, you know, national TV or, or you're playing against the best team in uh, football. Some people believe with the Buffalo Bills, you're going to give them your best shot too. And we've seen the motivation or we've seen spots like that kind of play out uh, mm-hmm. in favor of dogs uh, in situations. So uh, looking at that, but, You came just short of half the league this week.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's a bye week, so it was a (laughs) little little less options (laughs) for me.
4: (laughs) But last week, yeah, you were a full half of of, of the league in terms of your betting uh, sheet. So, nice
3: job. It it was a lot. Yeah,
4: yeah. I'm (laughs) jealous of the Rams. You got the Rams at minus two. Yes. I I think I wasn't patient enough, obviously, (laughs) because at nine, I didn't think it was going to get down to eight, though.
3: The Giants got a pretty good injury report. Andrew Thomas, their offensive tackle, he's expected to be active. Now, he was active last week against the Cowboys but didn't play because they didn't like how he was moving around so we'll see if he plays at home today but they're expected Sterling Shepard will be back Mm -hmm. Daniel Jones is coming back from the concussion Uh, I believe Kadarius Tony is also expected to be active as well so the Giants getting a solid injury report but they will be without Kenny Galladay and Saquon Barkley in this game against the Rams so we'll see how that one unfolds but first we got to sweat the London game and folks that one kicks off in Fifteen minutes, so we'll break down on the other side. It is point spread Sunday here on V Cin Sports Betting Network.
0: At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
6: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Sunday on vSEN, the sports
0: betting network.
3: Welcome back. This segment of Point Spread Sunday is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zit nicotine pouches are a smoke-free, spit-free, and hassle-free tobacco alternative that can be joined, enjoyed rather, on the go anywhere and anytime so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, coffee, and citrus Zin can be found at convenience stores nationwide, so you can find your Zin wherever you are. Zin's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet, with no lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zin comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zin contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers, twenty-one plus. Learn more and find your local retailer at Zin.com. That's ZYN.com warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Point spread Sunday rolling along here, hour number two from the South Point Hotel and Casino. Famia Bebafe, Mike Pritchard, week six, NFL. Pritch, we got a game in 15 minutes. How That's about right. that? Yeah. A little live betting action. I know you're not in on this Dolphins Jags game yet. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> yet. Let's add to your plate here. But first, for the folks who aren't on this game yet, right now, the game kicking off in London in 15 minutes. The Dolphins are three-point favorites. 47 is our total. Last kind of thoughts here as we approach kickoff out there overseas in London.
4: Well, the uh, news about the injuries are concerning. Not great. If you're uh, a Dolphins (laughs) backer for sure. I mean, some really key players out uh, for this one. Uh, And you look at the Dolphins on the year. uh, They're surrendering 30.8 points a game as a defense with those guys. Now without them. Uh, And then on the other side, Jacksonville, they just don't have the roster, right? Uh, and they're surrendering 30.4 points a game. And so uh, I think a lot of people, that's why that line got bet up to total did from 43 to 47 or something like that. So uh, as it settles in, uh, it gets interesting. Okay, what defense or who's going to play defense at all? But then the lackluster offenses too. Now I give credit to Jacksonville. I think Trevor Lawrence is that type of player who can raise the level of player players around him. He just needs to get more comfortable with the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and once that takes place, Trevor Lawrence... Uh, could be one of those type of quarterbacks that we see uh, just takes off and runs uh, in the National Football League. So, uh, but on the other side, you got the Miami Dolphins, which I was concerned with coming into the season with the two coordinators, offensive coordinators. Like, yeah. why do you have two offensive coordinators? You know, and I, I don't know how that works or when it works. It's almost sure. like the
3: whole quarterback, quarterback adage in college football. You got two quarterbacks. You got no, no quarterbacks. Exactly, and now you have two <laughs> quarterbacks. One's lefty, one's
4: a righty, and so you're uh, going back and forth there uh, with the left-handed quarterback or right-handed quarterback, now you're going back to a left-handed offense, and you're averaging about 15 points a game. So uh, there's issues there, uh, but you know these are one of those games where a lot of guys, they get across the pond. Uh, maybe they'll have that focus, but I, mm-hmm. both teams, they're not playing great football, and then on top of that, you're losing key players in this one, too.
3: Yeah, you mentioned that focus. We'll see if Urban Meyer has that focus across the pond. I heard the pubs are pretty good out there in <laughs> London as well. Uh, that's TBD. We'll see how that plays out. Sure. But you mentioned the Dolphins injury report. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at it. I'm writing it in my notes, and it's just it's lengthy. Yeah, it's not it good. You're down three wide receivers in Devontae Parker, Preston Williams. Those guys were ruled out today, but Will Fuller is already on IR. Mm-hmm. So. All those three wide receivers welcome back to a uh, like we mentioned earlier. And then the cornerbacks, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, both those guys are out. Tight end Adam Shaheen is out. Oh, and by the way, their starting center, Michael Dieter has been on IR for a couple of weeks now. So it's an offensive line that hasn't been great to begin with. Right. Now without its center, I get that they're going against a bad team um in the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have a, a slight bit of bet regret. Okay. um, w- wish I had known that Byron Jones was going to possibly sure. be out as uh Preston Williams as well, but you know, it's in there. It's on the board. <laughs> mm-hmm. We fired in it in, in on this bet. And it's, there's no guarantee that the Jags are going to cover this game clearly because it's Jacksonville and, and the betting splits 53% of the tickets, 61% of the money on the dolphins. But just knowing what we know about these dolphins injuries, it's it, they're going to have their hands full with a Jags team that is not good, but the Dolphins might not look good either because they're just sh- so shorthanded right. in, their, in London there.
4: Well, you think about the adjustments that could happen to So Jacksonville, are they going to crowd the line of scrimmage anticipating the Miami Dolphins with Tua who doesn't really throw the ball vertically down the field? Mm-hmm. Are they going to jam the box, uh, put a lot of bodies there, or, and then certainly bring the corners up? Uh, because they're not going to threaten us vertically down the field. They're not going to throw it deep. Or – will the Miami Dolphins say, you know what, let's throw it deep because they're expecting us to kind of play conservative around the line of scrimmage with Waddle and all these all these other players. But I, I just, I, I think this game has the conservative theme to it. I, I don't know. I mean, both teams desperate for a win uh, as opposed to, let's just go out there and play football. Uh, let's not worry about anything else. Urban Meyer, all the noise. Uh, I can see this game kind of turning into uh, where the players want to take this over, uh, we we cannot play 60 minutes of conservative football, uh, especially when the Dolphins are depleted defensively in the back end. I mean, if I'm a wide receiver right now on the Jacksonville Jaguars and both corners are out, oh coach, it's, it's lunchtime. We better throw the ball down the field <laughs> exactly. here. Exactly. Uh, we better be aggressive in this game. So uh, I, I mean, that that could play out today.
3: You mentioned on the Dolphin side of things with all the injuries that they have, Jalen Waddle at DraftKings, his prop is 57 and a half over/under both juice at minus 115. Okay. Mike Gesicki, his prop is 44 and a half in terms of receiving yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to go over. I mean, those guys are going to get targeted. Tua is going to be force feeding them the ball because who else is he throwing to? <laughs> you know?
4: Yeah, I think Tua too just challenge. I mean, he's he's just coming back from the ribs. I'm sure the ribs could be a little. Uh, painful at times for him, too. And and so he'll probably take a a shot or some medicine to help him out there. Um, But Miles Gaskins, another player that could come out of the backfield from a conservative standpoint, throwing the football, too. But uh, looking for the Dolphins to run the ball that way. But, I mean, the offensive coordinators, because of the ribs, you have to get the ball out of Tua's hands, too. And now, not that Jacksonville, you're worried about their rush, but uh, one hit could just derail everything uh, if Tua suffers a setback that way. Uh, So protecting him... That's why it feels like it has that conservative theme to it. Protecting him as well as trying to just control the football. I I think Jacksonville has a great opportunity here to be highly explosive if they want to be.
3: So is that the main thing that you're going to be looking at once the game gets underway? If you were to look at this Mm -hmm. from a live betting perspective, is it how are they the first couple series? What are they doing offensively in terms of the passing game? Mm -hmm. Because this could be an under situation. It could be. If they're looking to protect him and say, all right, let's get the ball out of his hands quickly. Let's maybe lean on the running game. The total of 47, maybe get in it on it now on the under, or maybe see and wait to see how they deploy Tua and the possible passing attack that they could or could not have later on.
4: No, I would wait and see for sure. uh, How do they adjust with the fact that all those players or playmakers are not going to be available for Miami. Uh, I do want to see how uh, the game plan kind of unfolds there. You got Eric Studevilles, who I'm familiar with from Denver, uh, more of a running type of coordinator, uh, and then you have Godsey, who's the passing coordinator. So uh, it, it's, it's hard to diagnose what they're going to do coming into the game, before the game starts. But certainly, as the game plan unfolds, I'll be able to determine that for sure. But uh, the lack of weapons, and then on the other side, if, if Jacksonville is not explosive, then there's yeah. something wrong there. There's something wrong there. Right
3: Right now, in a faraway land, as Wes Reynolds likes to call it, off the grid, this line is one and a half. (laughs) One and a half? Really? One and a half. Now, everywhere else, I'm seeing threes. Mm -hmm. uh, The totals are 47, 47 and a half, a couple places, but one and a half. So, clearly, somebody is really thinking that these injuries could impact the Miami Dolphins and what they're able to do today. um, It's it's a neutral site game. I know Jacksonville is kind of the home away from home for the Jags, but... When you look at their ATS record here, this is going to be their eighth game in London. Mm-hmm. They're three and four ATS and straight up in these London games. So I don't know if it's a huge advantage, especially now with a new coach, new quarterback now doing this for the first time for the Jaguars. Uh, it's it's almost like a neutral site game is how you can treat this one. At least that's how I'm reading
4: it. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, neutral site game. Uh, this is new to everybody involved with Jacksonville from a coaching staff standpoint. Yeah. Some players have been there for, for sure. But uh, I, I think the escape but then to the travel too, these guys are ruled out. Some of them who just showed up on an injury report that they're ruled out. You wonder what took place there, too. But um, I, I just think when you're not executing uh, the way that you want to and there's a lot of questions, a lot of uncertainty that still follows you. I don't care where you're playing the game, whether it's here in the States or across the pond. The
3: Jaguars have some injuries of their own, most notably Miles Jack, their linebacker, Mm -hmm. Bellevue High School guy. Shout out to the great state of Washington. He's been ruled out with a back injury. So he's their leading tackler, Miles Jack. So there will be a little depleted on the defensive side of the ball, but I'm not sure in terms of how much that impacts them because they're a defense that's not good to begin with. But uh, not having him at least will help a little bit from the Miami Dolphins' perspective. But interesting to note here for the Dolphins, 7-2 ATS in their last nine games following a straight-up loss. So that, to me, more so speaks to Brian Flores and the coaching staff that he has. It's just a lot more buttoned up on the Miami side than it is on the Jacksonville side. And that's kind of honestly what played a big part into my handicap of this game, was that who am I going to war with, essentially? Brian Flores, who comes from the New England tree, or Urban Meyer, who comes from... Whatever tree he's coming from, <laughs> some tree in uh, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some tree in Ohio where they like to have fun. Um, but that, that's kind of where I look at this game in London. Okay, uh, it's just I, I don't trust what Jacksonville has going on now. They might fool me, um, and clearly they have the edge in terms of the injury report. But I, I don't like this Jacksonville side. So game kicks off in about ten minutes, yeah. Prince. Uh, I'll have a sweat on it as I'm laying the three with the Dolphins. Hopefully, we can get you in game. Okay, sweat as let's we, do it as we finish out these next 30 minutes, but another full slate of games here in the morning. We've got seven of them and Packers Bears is on that slate. So we're talking to Nate Jacobson on the other side to break all things down here on Point Spread Sunday. This
0: is Point Spread Sunday on VSN, the sports betting network.
3: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. Vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. It's Point Spread Sunday here from the South Point Hotel and Casino. Family of Mike Pritchard, Week 6 NFL. We got a game kicking off here in about three minutes between the Dolphins and the Jaguars. Looks like it will close. Dolphins minus three with a total of 47. But to help you get ready for another game on today's slate, in the 10 a.m. window, 1 o'clock if you're on the East Coast, the Chicago Bears hosting the Green Bay Packers. So, For that game, let's bring in one of our stringers for the green zone, which you can watch starting at 1 o'clock Eastern time, 10 a.m. Pacific, Dave Ross, Wes Reynolds, the hosts of that show as we bounce around the NFL and our stringer for Packers Bears is Nate Jacobson of Stadium, the sports betting analyst out there at Stadium. Nate, thank you for joining us here this morning on Point Spread Sunday. This line between the Packers and Bears, we saw it move from four and a half to six. Do you agree with that line movement?
5: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. If you look at the Bears injury report, some key players, Damian Williams on the COVID list on Thursday, and usually you don't think running backs might not make huge a huge difference, but you already are out David Montgomery. So now it's rookie Khalil Herbert. So I think the running back situation has a little bit to do with it, but also a key defensive lineman, Akeem Hicks for the Bears, didn't practice all week, missed last week against the Raiders. If he doesn't play, the Packers are probably going to have a lot of success on the ground. And maybe this isn't an analytical way to think about it, but whenever the bears play the Packers, I've lived in Chicago all my life. I know how these games go. The Packers <laughs> always find a way. There's always 10 to 15,000 fans from green Bay who make the trip. So the home field for the bears isn't as strong. And since there wasn't any fans in the crowd last week, I actually was out in Chicago yesterday and saw plenty of green and yellow shirts. So there's going to be plenty of Packers fans and we're going to see uh I think the line move makes a lot of sense now that we're out to nearly six. Um, but yeah, I think that's why we've seen the line from four and a half to, to five and a half and now minus six for the Packers on the road.
3: Yeah, Nate, the stats actually back up what you said about the uh, Packer fans making that trip to Chicago. The Packers 17 and five ATS in their last 22 games in Chicago. And that's a, that's a lot of tickets cash in there on the road in the divisional game.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Nate, I wanted to ask you about Khalil Herbert because I was talking to Will DeWitt uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, and he likes this guy. Uh, he described him as, as having wiggle and jiggle. <laughs> so I haven't heard the jiggle adjective before for a running back, but uh, what exactly does that mean for uh, Khalil Herbert?
5: Well, I think he's young and he, he has a little bit of quickness and he's fast. I, I mean, I'm not going to admit, I'm not a scout, so I'm not sure exactly how he performed in the combine as a rookie out of. Virginia Tech, a Kansas transfer, but against the Raiders, he definitely showed a little bit of spark to the Bears run game, a Bears run game that has really struggled the last few years. I think a lot of it has been their offensive line play, but they were able to run on the Raiders. The Packers rush defense isn't very great. And then you can also throw on the Packers now that Jair Alexander is on IR and Kevin King is out. So maybe the Bears have a little bit success on offense. I think the issue will be trying to stop them. But as you said, Khalil Herbert probably a you know a league average running back. The only issue is they don't have another guy like Damian Williams where they were splitting carries last week. So if he's a little banged up, then there's really nothing behind Herbert for the Bears.
3: We're speaking with Nate Jacobson, sports betting analyst at Stadium. He will be a ringer for us on the green zone at 10 o'clock West Coast time, one o'clock Eastern with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds, breaking down all things Packers and Bears. Nate, the total in this game, 44. How do you see this one playing out from a pace standpoint? And what are you looking to... Attack maybe in game uh, once this thing get, kicks off underway at uh, 1 o'clock Eastern time.
5: Yeah, I could see a slow start to this game, just kind of the way the Bears offense has operated, no matter who is quarterback, Andy Dalton or Justin Fields. I could see them kind of a feeling out process in a division game, and then maybe the points picking up as the game goes on. The weather right now, I just stepped outside about two miles away from soldier field it's a chilly morning in chicago but looks like it's going to come up into the 60s not too much of a wind as a factor which you always have to worry about about a soldier field game in october and as we get later in the season but i think the total makes sense going from 46 to 44 division game the bears offense not really playing good even though they did beat the raiders last week and then the lions not scoring a lot of points against pretty bad defenses, not saying the Packers are a great defense. They're very banged up, but I I see that why the line moved in that direction. And with the Hakeem X potential injury, I could see the Packers really relying on the run game with Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon chewing up clock, making sure their defense isn't in any vulnerable state. So what I think maybe go first half under is the way to go. If you like the total, I could see maybe some points later in the game, especially, if there's some garbage time where the Bears are playing catch-up. But I think the first half total would make a lot of sense, probably around 21 and a half.
4: That does make sense, to be honest with you. I was uh, Nate, I was looking at uh, Aaron Rodgers and the fact that slow start, certainly he was in preseason to start the beginning of the year, uh, <laughs> but clearly has uh, accelerated the fact that he's playing better football now. And uh, now you mentioned a running game. Uh, certainly they're going to get that going for the Packers. But what about Aaron Rodgers? Uh, your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and how he's playing the game right now?
5: Yeah, he's, he's playing all right. I mean, the thing with Rogers, you know, no, you're going to get the best of him in a game like this against the bears. I think he really thrives against Chicago, a division opponent that he's just loved to torture. <laughs> he's obviously found a uh, found Devonte Adams a lot last week who had a fantastic game against the Bengals. But I think the issue with the Packers, they don't really have that secondary receiver right now with Marquez Valdez Scantling on IR. I know they Robert Tanya and their tight end hasn't had a great start to the season. So they don't really have that second wide receiver. So I think the key for the bears will be having Jalen Johnson on Devonte Adams and kind of shadowing him, but I'd expect Rogers to be fine in a game like this. He always plays well. I remember last year in the game when the bears just needed a win to make it to the playoffs. Uh, it was kind of a slow start. The bears were playing well and Rodgers turned it on in the second half. So I can see something similar having happening uh, today, I know it's a little narrative to be, but I've been watching this rivalry since 1998. I know how these games go. The Packers always seem to find a way to come out on top. And a lot of it recently has been the play of Aaron Rodgers.
3: Nate, I want to ask you about the other quarterback, Justin Fields at DraftKings. He's plus 750 to an offensive rookie of the year. But I'm looking at the three starts he's made this season against Cleveland, 20 attempts against Detroit, 17 attempts and against Vegas last week, 20 attempts. Is this the week that. Bill Lazor, Matt Nagy, do they unleash Justin Fields here against the Packers?
5: I feel like you're going to have to because looking at some future games they're playing the Buccaneers, they're playing the 49ers, they have a road game against the Steelers. This might be the softest defense that the Bears face in quite a bit. So I think you got to sh- see what you have in the rookie and, you know, the, I think the issue though with him and maybe why they won't unleash him is because of the Bears offensive line. It was a big issue against the Browns in week three. They go from Matt Nagy to Bill Lazor calling plays. He puts in a lot of more heavy personnel to protect the quarterback. It works out for some drives, but I think the Bears fans here, and I've talked to a lot of them, they really want to see Justin Fields kind of prove why they drafted him at 11th overall, traded a pick for next year to go get him. Because if the Bears don't do well, it doesn't really matter because they don't have of first round pick next year. So I think this is a game where maybe Justin Fields on a bigger stage will be unleashed a little bit. And I think they're going to have to, because I know the bears defense has played well this year, but the offenses they played, haven't been great. This is a little bit of a different story with Aaron Rodgers, where I think they might ask Justin Fields kind of to go toe to toe with Rodgers.
4: Yeah. Nate, I've heard so much that Justin Fields wasn't ready and that's why we're not playing him. And, but all of a sudden he's has to be ready uh, because of that injury. But then uh, Matt Nagy, you mentioned it like he's not even calling the plays anymore. Bill Lazor and then certainly on the other side, Sean a defense coordinator. I, I don't know how aggressive Matt Nagy is going to allow these coaches to be, though. It seems like he's the one holding everybody back.
5: Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. I know in Chicago, he's not the most popular. Uh, coach right now, especially because 2018 was so good with the the winning and the club dub after the wins, winning the division, getting a three seed, making the playoffs in his first year and kind of turning the offense around. But ever since then, the offenses has regressed year after year, which is not a good sign for an offensive coach. But you're right. He t- gave up play callings to Bill Lazor last year. The offense had a lot of success late in the year, especially running the ball. And it's almost similar this year where they give up play calling duties. They, uh, Bill Lazor leads them to wins against the Lions and the Raiders with Justin Fields starting. So uh, we'll have to see there. I don't think Daggy has any really influence in the defense. I think he's kind of one of those offensive coaches that just worries about the offense. He lets the defensive coordinator do his thing. But that was a lot easier in 2018 when you had Vic Fangio yeah. as a defensive coordinator, one of the best defensive minds in the league. So uh, I think there's a lot of pressure on this coaching staff and this front office. They really need Justin Fields to succeed this year, even if it's not wins and losses, just show that they're able to develop him to kind of save their jobs for 2022. He
3: is Nate Jacobson, sports betting analyst at Stadium, and who will be on the green zone with Wes Reynolds and Dave Ross at 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Pacific. Nate, thank you for joining us here on Point Spread Sunday. Best luck to you today. Thank you. All right, that does it here for nate jacobson no. but we'll wrap things up some outstanding stuff there first half under is how he yep. was looking there and I'm, I'm i'm liking that one so totals i'm not a huge totals player but we'll see what ends up on my card there's enough already on there but uh we we'll wrap things up on the other side v-sin the sports betting net
6: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network.
3: Get ready for all the action this NBA season with the VSEN basketball betting experts. Grab your copy of the VSEN Pro Basketball Betting Guide, Now with strategies, predictions, and best bets to stay ahead of the odds makers, Our hoops experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice, as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. This digital guide is a must-have, so give yourself a betting edge this season and get your copy now for only $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. It's the final segment of Point Spread Sunday here as we get you ready for week six in the National Football League. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And we got a couple games here that have some tight lines that could go either way, starting in Baltimore. Ravens laying two and a half against the Los Angeles Chargers. That total is 51. Now with these tight line games, so let's say if you like the Chargers, Mm -hmm. at what point do you just say, let me just bet Chargers money line? Because if you're rooting for them to lose by two or one, right. what are the odds that the game lands there? Might as well take that plus price, even though it might be only plus 105, plus 110.
4: Sure. And I think you considered a coach, too. I mean, Brandon Staley, that's an aggressive coach. And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, you could take the points, but oh, okay, the money line situation could be interesting, too, because of how the games could play out. Uh, on the other side, hardball is the same kind of way. You know, they're going to get feedback from the players. What The gut. Reaction. Like, are we going to go forward? You guys feel like you want to go forward? Stuff like that, as opposed to kicking field goals or or playing by the book uh, that we normally watch when we watch football games. So uh, that one gets interesting from a money line standpoint. But I teased the Chargers uh, in a tight line situation, two good teams playing great football right now. Uh, if you can give me some points and give me a little room there, I feel more comfortable
3: that way. Yeah, you almost wonder if key numbers matter in these Chargers games. Because yeah. we saw it last week against the, LA, uh, or against the Cleveland Browns. They are going to go for fourth downs. Mm-hmm. They're going to go for two-point conversions. Uh, maybe more of their games actually land one or two just based on if they miss a two-point conversion when they could have maybe tied a game or sure. what have you. It's kind of interesting to note. Always keep in mind the coach. I mean, it burned me last week with Nick Sirianni going for a two-point conversion, which was the right call right. down 14, but uh, didn't feel good when and the I had Chargers, minus six
4: yeah. box yeah And the Chargers, I mean, as far as stopping the run, they haven't been that great. I mean, at times they have one great game against the Raiders, I believe, stopping the run. Uh, but then they had to the lead, two to make them one-dimensional. But then on the other side, you look at what the Ravens want to do. They want to run the football, but certainly uh, because of Lamar Jackson, the way he's playing, uh, comfortable throwing the football as well.
3: Oh, we have an update from London, Pritch. Touchdown Dolphins. Nice touchdown, touchdown Miami the Dolphins. Jalen Waddle with a nice little slant route there as pe- extra point pending. But the Miami Dolphins lead six. Nothing down there in London to close three with a total of 47. So, uh, of course, I'm on Dolphins minus three. Maybe you get involved in game. We'll see. (laughs) I uh, I got about 10 minutes or so to convince you to get an in game. So we'll see how that one unfolds. But back to the small spread games. Vikings two and a half point road favorites against the Carolina Panthers. And that total is 45 and a half. Another situation. Now, this one. I know a lot of people maybe tease Carolina up to eight and a half, always good to get a home team up to that eight and a half. But how would you attack this one? Whether it be a spread bet or possibly a money line?
4: I took the spread bet. I like the Vikings uh, here. I got them uh, minus one and a half. It's moved down to minus two and a half for sure. But uh, the Vikings, I guess they're going to unveil all white uniforms. I don't know if that's going to fire up the players or not, <laughs> uh, but Dalvin it's The cook, little things. It's, like- yeah, I know Dalvin cook. As long as you are on the field, I feel pretty good about this. And, Madison, uh, the backup running back, they got a good one-two punch. My questions coming into the season was the nepotism that they had on that coaching staff. Now Clint Kubiak is calling the plays from Gary Kubiak, his, his dad, and uh, you got Zim, Zimmer uh, and his son coordinating the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it is, has been turbulent at times, but I think offensively, the way that Kirk Cousins is playing with those weapons uh, and that roster compared to what the Carolina Panthers do not have, and that's run CMC, Christian McCaffrey, uh, and Sam Darnold are a regression that kind of disturbs me right now. Uh, so I like the situation I have with the Vikings.
3: Let's get a final look around the league here as we approach week number six in the National Football League. Uh, at MGM the Rams, they have the most tickets. right? Most tickets against the New York Giants. Eight-point favorites they are on the consensus line. 48-and-a-half is the total off the grid. I'm seeing seven-and-a-half now. Okay. Despite Top getting the degree. most tickets, <laughs> at at one point in the week, this line was Rams yeah. by eleven when we thought Daniel Jones could miss the game, uh, and they were dealing with a plethora of injuries coming out of that game against the Cowboys. But with that ticket count of most bets, uh, I mean, I believe at DraftKings it's ninety percent on the Rams, and we're seeing the line go the other way. We're both holding Rams teasers, Pritch. How you feeling? Well,
4: I'm feeling okay. Uh, I was <laughs> feeling better before that news. But the thing is, I mean, is this the easiest game on the board, though? You would think, from a betting perspective, or, or, mm. or is a public basically saying this might be the easiest bet to make here, uh, because you do have a situation. Yeah, the Giants were getting our quarterback, Daniel Jones, is coming back, but they only practiced one day. When that was Friday, yeah, uh, because he needed to get cleared from the concussion protocol. So uh, one day of preparation against one of these better defenses in the league. Aaron Donald's on that team too, and and the Rams are rested. Yeah. You know they had the game against Seattle, and uh, they go across country early start. Okay, that could affect them that way, but they're rested uh, to where I don't know if that will be a factor. Uh, and then also, you know, the Rams and what they're doing, they haven't revved up the running game to the level I think they need to have it for playoff run and Super Bowl run. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it could be an opportunity for them to work that out today. Or will they drop back against this Giants defense and and let Matthew Stafford uh, throw to those weapons? So there, there's a lot of ways this game could play out, but I, I think bettors are looking at it as this is an easy number that I look at with the Rams that I want to take.
3: Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned the Rams are well rested. Sean McVay, since 2017 when he took over the Rams, the Rams are nine four and one ATS with the rest advantage. Okay, so. They obviously use that time that they have wisely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean McVay being one of the better coaches in the league. And it's a pretty clean bill of health for this Rams team. Darius Williams, their cornerback opposite Jalen Ramsey. He was placed on IR after injuring his ankle against the Seahawks. Outside of him, nobody else popped up on the injury report this week at practice. Right. So it's the opposite of what we're seeing from the Giants who will be without Saquon Barkley and Kenny DeGalladay. But once again, 90% of the tickets at DraftKings on the Rams. At BetMGM, the most tickets mm-hmm. on the Rams in this game. The line is going the other way, the bat signals are starting to <laughs> starting to show here in this game. Well,
4: it's the reason why I teased it though, because mm-hmm. maybe the Rams and his number was inflated for him. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I wanted to tease it. And now I didn't. I wasn't patient enough to wait for an eight to get under the three on a teaser. Uh, I jumped the gun there, and so I'm laying uh, laying three points on my teaser card.
3: Now the game at BetMGM that has the most money or the team rather that has the most money is the Kansas City Chiefs who are seven point favorites with a total of 54 final thoughts on this one in our nation's capital
4: Uh, I think the Chiefs are going the wrong way Um, you know certainly a teaser situation makes you feel comfortable I I think the Washington football team is still experimenting Uh, they're talking about five defensive linemen uh, to have matchups one-on-ones because they can't beat double teams or they can't get there with four uh, does that expose the back end a little bit? Uh, now you're going to have a five-one-five, five, only one linebacker. Uh, he's a first rounder, only one linebacker. Though, see, but if yeah, I'm see how Ch- that plays right, out. if I'm the Chiefs, I'm going to take advantage of that all day, every day, if I can, uh, with quicker passes. And, and I think that's what the Chiefs need to do to help out Patrick Mahomes. This, this guy, he's an air raid quarterback, and he wants to throw the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. But teams are trying to take that away, uh, and that's the book on how you stop Patrick Mahomes now. Uh, so Andy Reid, Eric B, I mean, they're going to have to adapt to that short passes, get the ball out of his hands and then possess the football because of how poorly the defense is playing. Uh, so I look for that to happen for the Chiefs. We'll see if they can do that. And then on the other side of Washington football team, uh, a gunslinger mentality with Heineke. Yeah. Uh, but I think all the issues are on the defensive side of the ball.
3: The Broncos are at home in the mile high. they are a four point favorite against the Las Vegas Raiders. It's been a messy week for the Raiders mm-hmm. organization. Total 44. Rich Basaccia. The interim head coach now on the sidelines for Vegas. How do you see this one unfolding? Well, I like the point, uh, the
4: teaser. I got up to 10 uh, with the Raiders. because I think you're going to get a great effort. Now, when the adversity sets in, where is the leadership coming from for the Raiders? Uh, Rich Passaccia, I don't know. I mean, they do have head coaches on that staff. But the players are going to have to determine if they can overcome adversity on the field. As well as overcoming the one that's off the field. Now, Denver, they're throwing everything at the Raiders. It's Mike Shanahan week. They're going to honor him with yeah. uh, the ring of fame. And then Steve Atwater, they had a lot. They had a reunion. They had trail Davis, all of these great Bronco players coming back. Uh, so they're trying to juice up this crowd. And I think the crowd will be juiced up because it is Raiders week. Uh, I didn't, I did not feel comfortable. I think the Broncos win, but uh, if I wanted to play, have a play in this one, uh, I wanted to tease up the Raiders here.
3: Sunday night football. We didn't talk about this one too much, but the Seahawks visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers five-point favorites, total 42-and-a-half. Geno Smith, of course, mm-hmm. the quarterback after Russell Wilson was placed on IR. Quick thoughts on this game here. Well,
4: Geno is going back home, uh, West Virginia, not too far yeah, from too far uh, Pittsburgh there. So, uh, you know, Geno, he's a, he's a quarterback that's been around the league. Now, Pittsburgh, they're nowhere near where people thought they were going to be. Yes, Ben is still making errors offensively. They're going to run the football. They're going to get better that way because I believe Seattle's defense isn't that strong. But uh, do not do not discount Gino's, uh effort today, though.
3: Final 30 seconds here on Points for Sunday. Let's run down our picks. You yes. are on Vikings minus one and a half. Also heavy Rams minus three Packers. Mm-hmm. Pick them teaser as well with a Raiders plus 10 and Chargers plus eight and a half teaser. I'm on Dolphins minus three going around right now. Lions plus three and a half. Vikings minus one. Browns minus two and a half. Bucks minus one, Chargers plus eight and a half teaser, Chiefs minus one, Rams minus two teaser as well. That does it for us, Pritch. Thank you to Nate Jacobson for joining us. Also, thank you for you guys for tuning in here on Point Spread Sunday. Stick around because coming up next on VSIT is the Lombardi line with Patrick Maher and Michael Lombardi. Good luck.